0: Hello and welcome into another edition of The Front Office. My name is Tony Lombardi, along with Brian McFarland from Russell Street Report. The Front Office is brought to you by Royal Farms. Start each morning with a hot fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. It's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world. Brian, today we have a, a special guest and it's he can delve into a topic that's near and dear to our hearts. and something we talk about a lot of times on The Front Office. And that is the role of an NFL agent. So I'd like to introduce from Steinberg Sports and Entertainment NFL agent, Derek Huckridge. Derek, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well, Tony. You and Brian, how how are you guys?
0: We're doing well. We're doing well. Brian, how's it going? I
2: forgot to give you a chance to say hello. That's (laughs) all right. That's all right. I'm always here. Um, Yeah, so, uh, you know, having an agent on is always kind of... uh, Especially with, uh, you know, and well, I'm sure we'll delve into it, but with Lamar Jackson not having an agent, certainly something that's been a, a big topic uh, around Baltimore. So kind of, you know, getting a feel for the role of the agent and, you know, and what agents can and, you know, how they help out in situations. I think is a, it's nice to have a guest, uh, to have Derek as a guest.
1: No, I appreciate the opportunity.
0: So, Derek, to start off, why don't we talk a little bit about you, your background and how you got into being an NFL agent?
1: Uh, you want the long story or short? So, uh, <laughs> I give you, I give you a, a a medium version. Um, so as many many young men across the nation, uh, you always have that dream of of playing pro sports, right? Um, and, and football became the love of mine. I had my cup of tea in college. Obviously, playing didn't work out. I had a dear friend of mine in high school uh, who always spoke about being an agent. So once once I we we finished school, um. You know, we came together and uh, started our own agency. Uh, just, just independent guys, just, just grinding away. Um, I, I never really liked the business of football, to be honest. So I played a background role, just evaluating guys and finding out who we should target. And fast forward, um, decided to get into the business of representing uh, these young men and helping gear their 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 goals and their future. Um, so you just want to want to be want to be hand in hand with a with a young man because I always tell them, uh, you know, we're not above you, not below you, but we're right beside you, and uh, it's it's an honor to be able to help help you know steer them the right way. So that's what really got me into it.
0: So with Steinberg Sports, talk a little bit about the agency there and your association with them and some of the clients that they represent.
1: Yeah, so at Steinberg Sports, uh, you know, the oldest agency in the business, uh, the chairman and founder. Uh, Lee Steinberg is, uh, you know, many people know from that movies movie back in the '90s, uh, the famous, you know, show me the money, right? Um, Jerry McGuire. So, so, yeah, so you know, he he was, uh, he he he's a pioneer in the in in the uh, in the industry. So, uh, just just hanging our hat on that legacy that he's built and continue to build. Uh, you know, we have a record eight number one overall uh, NFL draft selections, uh, record twelve Hall of Famers. Etc. Uh, so the, the the production that speaks for itself. Um, some of the clientele we have currently, people know about Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tua Tagualoa, uh, the quarterbacks. Um, we have Kareem Hunt, Khalil Herbert, uh, Ronald Jones, uh, James Robinson, in Jacksonville uh, receivers Jerry Judy, uh, and etc. So those are so, some of the guys uh, that they that we have at the agency.
0: Well, now you need to. Cut us a deal in Baltimore and get some of those guys
1: and fit into the
0: Ravens' salary. <laughs>
1: you, you know, yeah, I know you know we uh, spoke you know before on air about you know, our guy uh, Chris Westry who spent right. last year in Baltimore. Uh, you know, so so maybe we can get him back over there.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sure the Ravens would like to see that happen. Uh, I think this after the initial phase of free agency, they'll probably do something like that. I know Brian's a big
2: fan. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been looking at that for a while. I was on the fence whether, you know, the, the, the uh, low RFA tender was, uh, you know, going to work or not. But unfortunately, I think if the you know if the Ravens had, you know, 10 million more in cap space, they probably would have put that tender on. But, um, you know, it's just uh, they're so tight against the cap that they, you know, they needed that space. But um, they've done that with a lot of restricted free agents in the past. Uh, giving them a one or two year deal guaranteed a decent amount of money. Um so that you know they gave gave the, the players some security, uh, but gave the Ravens a, a lesser value, at least in the in this first year.
1: No, most definitely, most definitely that, that's that's the business side of it, right? This you got you have to be able to take your motions out and and you know pay attention to the business side and hopefully uh you know both both parties can come to the table and, and work things out.
0: We're speaking with Derek Hawkridge. He's with the Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency. Derek, another question I wanted to ask you, you mentioned it at the top, but talking about Jerry Maguire. I know you have a client that's going to come out in this year's draft. Talk a little bit about that client and talk about him being your first client as an agent.
1: Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, obviously, like I mentioned, you know, working in my client's best interest. Right. And helping them steer. Uh, them into the life that they envision for themselves, uh, not only for themselves, but their family as well. Uh, but that guy we're referring to is Khalil Shakir. Uh, he was the main target I had, you know, knowing that I was going to take this jump and get ventured into this part of the business. Uh, Khalil is, you know, you're talking about a guy non power five coming out of Boise state. So a little under the radar. Uh, so going into the pre-draft process, we knew there, there were a few boxes we needed to check off one being, uh, the concern about the lack of competition. Um, so going down to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl, uh, he he absolutely tore it up. Um, there, I I don't know if there's anybody that you know got a hand on the guy. Um, so he checked off that box uh, down in Mobile. Then the last box uh, we need to check off was the speed concern. People thought he was a high four five, low four six guy. Um, we knew that wasn't true. I sent him down to train with. Uh, Matt Gates and the team down there at XPE in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, he ends up running the 435, 443 uh, official uh, there in Indianapolis at the combine. And so he checked off that box. Uh, so, box of being checked off, uh, off the field, but on the field, you're talking about a young man who has a lead ability uh, to naturally control and contort his body uh, when high pointing the ball, which seems to be a lost art at the wide receiver position these days. And, and also the ability to adjust off to off target throws, and you know we we all know on the on on this call that you know, having a receiver or just a target that can adjust to those off target throws is a quarterback's dream. Um, you know they're, they're it's not going to always be right there on the numbers, right? So I, I think he'll 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 make good friends with the quarterback, whoever whatever thirty two cities takes him.
0: Well, the other thing too to think about too, Derek, is that. You know, I know you say he's from Boise State. You're worried about the lack of competition or people could be. But I think the most recent Super Bowl MVP had similar composite competition at Eastern Washington, Cooper Cup.
1: Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. You know, that Cooper was a guy that came in uh, under the radar as well. Uh, made a name for himself going down there in Mobile uh, for the Senior Bowl and uh, rose up uh, draft boards. And I believe he was taken in the third round. Uh, so there's... There, when you talk about guys like that, there just aren't many receivers uh, in the league, but you know, let alone this draft that can bring a full deck of uh, offensive versatility that Khalil brings and people like Cooper brought um, from different releases at the line of scrimmage, running the full route tree, playing anywhere in the field, uh, whether it's outside the slot, the backfield, running them in motion, helping in the return game, whatever he needs to do uh, in order to help he, help the team, he does it. And he does it at a high level. Derek,
0: one of the things that you hear from people that cover the NFL and, and probably people that aren't as dialed in as you are when it comes to player contracts for rookies is that rookies are, in the, the opinion of many, slotted. So if that, that we know that to be somewhat true, but what can an agent bring to the table for a rookie that can help that player besides maneuver that slotting?
1: Well, one of the things is the guaranteed money, right? You may making sure uh a young man is paid as much money as soon as possible. Uh that that's that's one of the main things that gets overlooked. Uh yeah, of course, we're slotted in terms of you know the contract value and where they're taken. Uh, but if you can help a young man get paid faster, you know, a, a dollar today is not a dollar tomorrow, right? And you know, we know that. Um, so that's one of the main the the, the main things. To, to be honest, is getting a guy taken care of. Um, if a if a young man is coming in with a pre existing injury history, making sure you navigate that language uh, to take out that language that a team made you was against. Uh, for example, with Tua um, talking about Loa, you know we know uh, he went through the issue of his hip, right? And uh, in his contract, you won't find any mention um, giving Miami an out to you know for, from that prior injury. And though those are the things that uh, people, you know, need to pay attention to.
0: We're speaking with Derek Hawkridge from the Steinberg Agency. Derek, one other question I wanted to ask, too, regarding player contracts. Do you find that the media can be helpful or detrimental in you accomplishing your goals for your clients? And let me back that up with this, that a lot of times you hear the insiders, the the Ian Rappaport and the Adam Schefters, they have relationships with agents. They have relationships with GMs across the league. How can those guys be useful to you to help get, elevate the status of your client?
1: Uh, you know, it's a two sided coin, right? If you, if you, if it's like anything in life, if you use it the wrong way, it could be extremely detrimental to what uh, you're trying to accomplish. Uh, but for the most part, you see a lot of guys utilizing those media figures. For, for the betterment of, of their clients. And as whether it's dropping the news first or getting it out there or um, you know, some, something that may have been overlooked and, and you needed to get out there to the vast, you know, majority, uh, you know, utilizing it that way. Just just being a th- those guys act as a voice box for the people that can't speak. Right. So a little old me may may not get, you know, if I send out a tweet out there about something regarding Khalil. That, that i want people to know about and be aware of put it on the radar i might not gain that much traction right but if ian rappaport or adam schefter etc um are able to blast that out there you know you accomplish that you accomplish that goal of getting whatever that said news is out there so it can definitely uh benefit you and and also you know, we're in the midst of you know the free agency tampering and period of free agency in, in a whole you you notice if if a, if a guy is tweeting out, if say Adam Schefter is tweeting out a number on a contract, that agent wants that 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 agent wants that information out there uh, to make himself him or herself look good, right? And that, that's another angle that you I, I feel you can use is getting it out there, say, hey, I got my guy this amount of money, um, and just just you know propping yourself up.
2: Yeah, conversely on that, um, you don't have Trubisky, do you?
1: <laughs> no, sir. No okay.
2: Sir. <laughs> Because the, the original numbers that were kind of put out there for him were, um, I, I, I want to say overinflated, but they included everything, you know, and then the, right. the base deal, that you know, and it was a couple hours later, the, the details on the base deal came in and it, it was not as uh, glamorous, I guess we'll say.
1: Right. Yeah. So that's you see what I'm saying? You know, if you want if you want that number out there, you know, you can throw it out there, try to prop yourself up. But there's that other side of the coin that we spoke of. And if it's not played or or seen uh, and perceived the right way, it could could be a little detrimental to you.
0: We're speaking with Derek Hawkridge from the Steinberg agency. Now, Derek, one other thing I I had on a list of questions I wanted to ask you was this situation that happened with Randy Gregory today. They were reporting that Randy had signed with the Cowboys, you know, and there was this, very well-known relationship between him and uh, Jerry Jones. And and people thought that this five-year, $70 million deal was a reward for Randy cleaning up his act. And, and before you know it, before you even got used to the idea that he was going to be with the Cowboys for another five years, we read that he's, he's a, now a Bronco. Right. Have you heard, right. have you heard anything th- that went down or what goes sideways in a negotiation like that, that's, that could so abruptly be, you know, uh, submerged.
1: Right. Uh, well, so this is just from a place of pure speculation, just, you know, right. Uh, they have no real information on that situation. It's a crazy situation. I, I don't know if we've ever really seen stuff like that or at least see it often. Uh, but I assume from everything that gets out there, I assume that maybe there was some language that he didn't like or his representation didn't like and uh, was a cause for concern and allowed him to back out at the, you know, the 11th hour type of thing. Uh, but until all I guess, until all that information comes out, yeah, we're, we're all, you know, this is all speculative at this point.
0: Yeah. It seemed really abrupt. And, you know, we, Brian and I both will follow Twitter a lot just to get the, take the pulse of fans and most of we're following Ravens fans, but every now and then you'll see, a Broncos fan or a Cowboys fan, and just the wide range of emotions that, you know, that how that triggers a fan base is just
1: incredible sometimes. Right. You, be, you become, you know, emotionally and atta- emotionally uh, attached. Um, and, and it's well understood. Um, so, so it's, this is just things like that happen, but that's, you know, when we spoke about the rookie contracts, for example, and those being slotted uh, and, you know, one of those ways to uh, add, be beneficial to those rookie contracts is you know we talked about language that's the same thing here uh, whether whether it's offset language in the contract uh, you don't want certain things to be impacted um, or, or certain downfalls to be excluded uh, all, all those types of things come into play you know teams will it's an investment right they're they're investing x amount of dollars in a in a said player so they need to protect their investment and and you know you need to understand that but at the same time you have to you have to protect that young man's uh, financial outlook as well. So uh, I'm, I'm, I, if I had to bet, I, I'd probably think it was something in, in regards to the language.
0: I'm a, I wouldn't even call myself a novice at your profession. I'm sort of a bystander and try to absorb and learn from behaviors that we read in uh, about in the NFL. But when a, a player, a rookie doesn't hire an agent, From my perspective, I say, okay, well, I kind of get that because of the slotting. And I understand that you can maneuver things in between that slot to help a player. But I understand the slotting. And as a result, I can see where maybe a player doesn't go into his rookie contract with an agent. However, when you are just the second unanimous MVP in NFL history and you still don't have an agent. And of course, I'm talking about Lamar Jackson and he's looking to land the biggest or at least one of the biggest contracts in NFL history. Why? I mean, I I can't think of a single reason why he shouldn't have representation, but what is he missing out on by not having representation in your opinion?
1: Well, in my opinion, uh, best results in anything in life, but obviously we're just pertaining to football and, and contracts and football, but uh, the best results start by having a plan that is all your own and that we can agree together with. Right, uh, come together, find out what's what's going on and what we need to accomplish to do that. And uh, in in life, things cost money. You don't go to, uh, and this is no slight to those at somewhere like H Block, but you know, do do you, if you go to somewhere like H Block and you're making an X amount of dollars. You're, you're taking a chance, right? You might think it's it's a bargain. You're saving a lot of money, um, but in life, good things cost money. When you when you make when you make money, uh, it's, it's like not paying car insurance because you think think it's too much, right? Um, so, I think that's really what you miss out on is that is that that safety net position of someone that's able to add, add an eye to the day to day situation uh, while you're focusing on your craft. Uh, you can't, you can't, not to say you can't, right? But it's very difficult to go ahead and juggle, um, you know, your playing career and also the the business side of it as well. Um, so I'm just a main, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in there, there are just certain risks in life that you take and you don't take. And uh, not being properly guided uh, in business is one that I don't want to take. And i not, not saying he's not properly guided. Right, because um, this is all outside looking in. But you know, from my point of view, you know, I, I, those are just risks that I don't take.
0: Well, if you can get him Devontae Adams for a one million dollar a year salary cap number, I'm sure you could help. He might be taking you on as a an agent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, is a Bay Area guy as well. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I don't know if I'm I'm talking out of school here, and if, I'm in, if I insult you, I really don't mean to. I just don't know the answer to this question. Uh, I, I've heard different uh, interpretations, but what do agents make as a percentage of a player's contract? Uh,
1: so you, it's it's a range, right? Uh, the the maximum that you can collect is three percent, um, and I get if you wanted to, you can tr- charge zero percent, right? So it's, it's literally from zero to three percent. You you can charge three percent, but uh, probably the rule of thumb that you'll see is maybe one, one and a half to three percent. That's that's kind of the, the gauge that you'll see. Um, yeah, I hope that answers the question. It does,
0: and I'm just because I was looking that, earlier, earlier and this. And I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, go ahead. Now I was looking earlier this week at Kirk Cousins, <laughs> and here's a guy who is one and two in the playoffs, and what I think is he's played ten. Years By the time his contract is finished, he'll have played 12 years and he'll make like $237 million. I want to know who his agent
1: is because that guy's doing a hell of a job. <laughs> he, he is. He is. He's doing a great job. You know, how, how he played that position in Washington and fast forward to getting him in, um, in Minnesota. He's just done, done a heck of a job for, for lack of better words. Um, yeah, yeah, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk is is uh, a, a happy man, and so is his agent. I think his agent is Mike, uh, Mike, uh, Mike McCartney, I believe, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but yeah, those, those, he's made a very happy Kirk Cousins, for lack of better words,
0: and a happy Mrs. Cousins,
1: right, right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're speaking, Derek. Derek can, if I can ask you a question, um, what um, talk if you could talk about the dynamic of you know, nego- actual negotiating with the team. And when we're talking about Lamar and and what the agent can do um, a- as far as perhaps, you know, shielding the player from some of those negotiations, which if you don't have an agent, you're, you know, you're you're going, you know, face-to-face, so to speak, with the, the GM or the salary cap guy or whoever you're talking to. So could you speak to that a little?
1: About how, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure I answered correctly. Uh, how Lamar would benefit, or yeah, yeah, having, by not the, having to deal with those guys.
2: Yeah, just that perspective of what the agent is doing, as far as I don't know, shielding is the right word, but how you're protecting your player, but also in a way protecting him from the, the you know, some of the harsh harsh parts of the negotiation.
1: Right, I, I think you hit it on the head on that one. Uh, there, there are very harsh conversations that do go go on, um, so you don't again we want to take emotions out of business as much as we can. Right. And uh, you don't want your guy not saying you can't handle it, but if you are representing yourself and you're having to deal with the GM and the salary cap guy, and they're not seeing eye to eye on the numbers that you're coming to the table with, you know, there, there, there could be cause for rift. And and football is much like life. Uh, you, you, the slightest thing could, take us off balance in a locker room is very, very precious. And you don't need your star, whatever player, uh, feeling slighted by, you know, the people, the people up top. Uh, so shielding them away from that type of stuff just uh, allows them to focus on their craft. And uh, obviously, to, to, in my opinion, give them a, a sense of a peace of mind. Uh, they're not having to worry about it themselves per se, Uh, they're not getting those texts and phone calls from family and friends asking what's going on, right? That's a whole different part of the situation. People want to know what's going on in your inner circle and you're having to answer that, that, that adds another layer to the stress. Um, So I I think that's really where you benefit is just a mental piece uh, of everything.
0: Ryan, do you have anything else? No, no, that's it. Okay, cool. So Derek, tell our audience a little bit about you and if, this podcast lands on the iPhone of any prospective players, why you should be the guy they ought to call.
1: <laughs> well, uh, you know, if it lands on, the, on, um, on ears out there, you know, you want to be associated with uh, people that have your best interest at hand, you know, not, not being full of fluff, really the best interest at hand. Uh, and as I stated earlier, someone that's not above you, not below you, Uh, But right beside you, because there's going to be peaks, there's going to be uh, valleys in your journey in life. And uh, you want someone that's there from the good and the bad um, and just right there beside you the the whole way and that you can trust. Trust is a big factor uh, that I build my uh, my foundation on so we can have the the biggest mansion on the top of the hill. If our foundation is weak, we're not lasting long. Right. So uh, that's how I carry on all my relationships uh, on and off the field.
0: Derek, how can people get a hold of you?
1: Uh, They can catch me on uh, Instagram. Uh, I think, what is my Instagram handle? Uh, Sir Hawkridge, S-I-R-H-A-W-K-R-I-D-G-E, Sir Hawkridge. And on Twitter, I believe my Twitter handle is agent underscore D-Hawk.
0: Derek, I hear your sincerity in your voice, and I I wish you all the best in your endeavors, particularly with Khalil Shakir. I hope he catches on, no pun intended, in the first day. But if not the first day, certainly
1: the second day. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, it's been a, a true uh, pleasure speaking with you, Tony, and you, Brian. And, uh, you know, maybe this isn't the last time we're speaking. Hopefully hope not. not. Yeah, let's no, Yeah, if you guys need anything for me, I'm only a call away. Thank you very much, Derek. All right. Take care.
0: Take you too. You as well. All right. So that was the front office. So brought to you in part by Royal Farms. So, Brian, that wraps up one more episode, and we've got another episode coming up shortly with respect to free agency. So stay right there, folks. We'll be right back.